changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with a little Chicken Soup for the Soul inspiration for you. And today I want to share a couple of stories about the uncanny way that dogs act as natural therapists. They just intuitively know what to do to help a human who needs help. This is one of the many themes that we have in Chicken Soup for the Soul Life Lessons from the Dog, which is a book that will probably make you want to go out and adopt a dog from your local shelter right away if you don't already have one. So Linda Feist opens our first story by describing how her very athletic daughter, a volleyball player, tore her ACL and then feared that she wouldn't get recruited to colleges. She had been hoping to play volleyball in college and also get an athletic scholarship, so you can imagine how devastating it was for her at age 16 to be injured. And this is when Brody came into their lives. Brody was a jet black Labrador spaniel mix, and Linda had rescued her from the pound when she was about a year old. Now, she always looked like a black lab, And so the spaniel genes only came into play because they kept her small. So she looked like a black lab puppy for her entire life. Brody kept Linda's daughter company after her surgery for her ACL injury and then during the long months of physical therapy. And it all worked out in the end as her daughter ended up receiving a full scholarship to a Division I school. Once her daughter was away at college, Linda had a quandary because her husband worked irregular hours and Linda's own job required a lot of travel. Well, it turned out that Linda's uncle was very lonely. His wife had passed away and he loved Brody and he really needed Brody to come and live with him. So off went that little dog to a new home and she was nearby so Linda still got to visit her often. When Linda's uncle moved into a nursing home a year later, and Linda's husband had changed his schedule so he was home more, Brody came back to live with them. But Brody's work as a therapy dog wasn't over. They had always taken Brody with them when they visited Linda's in-laws, who lived in another state. And her father-in-law had always loved that dog, too. So when Linda's mother-in-law died, it was obvious what they should do. Brody should go to live with the new widower, just as he had with Linda's father when he became a widower. So the next time they went to visit her father-in-law, they left Brody there. Linda says they thrived together. Each visit, Dad regaled us with a new doggy tail, and we watched Brody become the healer once again. Three years later, Linda's father-in-law passed away, and they brought Brody home again. She was getting older now. She had white hair on her snout. And Linda felt bad because now her husband's job involved travel too. So they were both traveling. And that meant too many days that they were boarding Brody while they were away. So then a few weeks before Christmas, Linda overheard two clients talking at work. One of them was named Amy. And she was explaining about her seven-year-old son who had all but given up on Santa Claus bringing him what he wanted. Linda asked her client what was going on, and she explained that her son had been asking Santa for a puppy for three years. 
But Amy just couldn't face going through the puppy stage. She really wanted to get her son an older dog, one who was trained and was already proven to be gentle and kid-friendly. Her son was lonely and withdrawn, and he didn't have many friends, so he really needed a dog to be his friend and draw him out. Linda said, Amy, do you believe in miracles? And the next week, Amy and her husband got to meet Brody, and they fell in love with her immediately and were pleased that she still looked like a puppy even though she was an adult dog. So Brody's new assignment started on Christmas morning when she became the new best friend for a lonely seven-year-old boy. And it really worked. Amy's son came out of his shell. Having that dog didn't make him withdraw more. He actually made new friends. He became less withdrawn, and his grades improved too. So Brody had proven to be a natural healer again. And Brody happily lived out the rest of her years with Amy's family. She was a rescue dog who ended up rescuing Linda's daughter, rescuing Linda's father, rescuing Linda's father-in-law, and then finally rescuing that little boy whose life she really turned around. So Brody was a natural therapist and healer, and she enthusiastically adopted her role of moving from one needy person to another. Now, Nikki Rottenberg tells us another story about a dog, but in this case, the dog was really her assistant because Nikki was the human who was a therapist, and then the dog became her assistant therapist. Now, Nikki's job was to work with abused women who were trying to recover from their ordeals. Nikki had brought Sasha home when she was six months old. She was a fluffy, white, bichon frise. She was very gentle and loving. When Sasha was three, Nikki started working as a therapist out of a basement office in her house, and women would come to her for counseling to deal with their past abuse or rape, and many of them had difficulty speaking about what had happened to them. Sometimes they just sat there mute for their whole session. Well, one day, that little white dog snuck down the basement stairs one step at a time, looking like she really wanted to visit, but knowing that Nikki would probably send her back upstairs. Nikki's client, however, saw the little dog and broke into a big smile and asked if she could hold her. So Sasha snuggled into the client's lap, and the woman relaxed, and all of a sudden the floodgates opened and she began talking to Nikki. So that started a new strategy. Sasha attended every counseling session from then on, and she helped Nikki's clients relax and open up. Nikki says this, My unlikely counseling partner taught me the therapeutic power of dogs in helping people who are damaged by abuse and trauma. She became the tool for their healing. Somehow, as the people preoccupied themselves with touching and stroking the dog, they were able to calm their fears and anxieties enough to disclose the shame and pain that had kept them stuck. And when they cried, Sasha instinctively pushed her head into their chests and even licked away their tears. So that's just one of the many stories we have in Chicken Soup for the Soul, Life Lessons from the Dog, about the power of dogs 
to help people heal and recover from trauma. Nikki says that in her case, she viewed Sasha as her counseling partner, and together they healed a lot of women. I'm Amy Newmark, and I want to thank you for listening to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast today. Let your friends and family know about it if you're enjoying it. And if you know people who are new to podcasts, show them how to get the podcast on their phones or computers. I'm really excited about the stories in this new book about dogs, and I'm planning to share more than 20 of them with you in future episodes of the podcast and also in some episodes that have already run. If you'd like to learn more about Chicken Soup for the Soul, Life Lessons from the Dog, go to our website, chickensoup.com, and click on the podcast button. You'll see the book there, and you can check out the front cover and the back cover and read more about it. You can also pick up a copy of the book at Walmart, Target, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Amazon, and wherever else books are sold. Come back next time to hear from Sarah Baker, and you're going to hear how she went from being 170 pounds overweight to being one of the torchbearers in the relay to light the Olympic flame at the Salt Lake City Winter Olympics.